0: Uh, Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Capital Weekly Podcast. I'm John Howard, and I'm joined by Tim Foster, my colleague. Hi, John. And our special guest today is David Quintana, lobbyist extraordinaire. (laughs) Yay. And uh, main sponsor, I think, main spearheader of of the... what do we call it? The Capital Bash? Uh, the Back to Session actually,
1: Bash? Actually, now we just call it The Bash. The Bash, okay. The Bash. And
0: when is that coming up and what happens? You know,
1: way quicker than most people think. It's coming up on Wednesday.
2: June 29th.
1: June 29th. Yeah, okay. Wednesday. When does this air? And when does it <laughs> <going>? well, This <laughs> on, uh,
2: Monday. Oh, God. June 27th. Probably okay. about 11 p.m. the night before. It happens
0: day ahead. after tomorrow. There you go. Wow. What, uh, where, is, where is it going to take
1: place? Same place. Um you know that that venue it just works because we can the way it's laid out when you move all the furniture it has a very open concept or it has a very open um, layout so we can kind of move all the furniture and just you know make what we want out of it. Okay. And then we have the nightclub and we have the outdoors. So it just and you works. have live music. Yeah. You no. Know, well,
2: so we're all waiting. Is Hip Service going to be yeah. the? Yeah. Are they going to sing again? You know the, what,
1: man? Hip Service is just damn good. They right. just Every are. Year. They are good. Every year. And we always have the main folks go up, you know, the main entertainer. Every year for like the past four years, they've always gone up and sang their hits with hip service. Because I, I missed
2: that. Did Too Short do that last
1: year? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Too we short. got video Too Short doing it. <laughs> Too Short did great. Honestly, Too Short's version of um, the song, uh, oh, God, his big hit, Blow the Whistle, was better with hip service than it was on the record and i keep saying he should release that with a live band because they just
0: killed it was great it was awesome have you ever recorded any Are the bands the groups recorded any music the bash you know that they can release later on a disc or in an album or vinyl or whatever no
1: but honestly too short should have released the live version of blow the whistle it was so Mm -hmm. good i mean honestly anytime you see a rapper with a live band usually they're really really good
0: so no Cranberries, no Four Freshmen, Don't no Montevani. The Cranberries no, have uh, been dead for like five yeah. years. No, Dude. one of them. If, um, I could, if I could get her, yeah. Of with the main one, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dolores or right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. But you want somebody yeah. doing the music that's sensitive, caring, nuanced lyrics, yeah, we've complex. Actually, you
1: know? yeah, the, the the main thing we go for is lyrical content. <laughs> We kept
2: You're it. not
0: really joking,
2: actually. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I didn't say what type of content. Exactly. Okay. Adult content. Who, who's the to...
0: audience? Who's the audience? I well, mean, how do you characterize? I mean, you've done this before, and it, it, you yeah, have I an think... amazingly layered group of people. Like yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: well, you know, the audience changes as the time goes on. But I mean, what I mean by that, I don't mean the years, as the time of the night goes on. Yeah. So when the door is open, the audience is usually the Doors open at 5.30, is
2: that right?
1: 5.30. Yeah, 5. Sorry, 5, five o'clock. Okay. When the doors open, the crowd is older, you know, late 30s, you know, not all of them, but they yeah. skew that way, late 30s, 40s, and, you know, some folks, you know, older than that. Um, but as the night gets goes along, then the younger kids start to come in, and I think by the time that the, the main entertainment hits the stage at 7, uh, it'll be 7.30 this year. Um, by the time they take it, I'd say the average crowd has gone down into the you know, mid-20s, mm-hmm. like 26, 25. And so that's why we play the music we have. Um,
0: do you have any estimate as the crowd size? How many people do you expect this year? Um, you know, usually
1: we range anywhere from like 1,000 to 1,400. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're expecting the same. Um, but my only concern is that, I don't know, I want to make sure that people know what's happening now.
2: Yeah, because sure. I know
1: a lot of people know it's in the summer, but, you know, I'm, I've been hyping it a lot and doing a lot of promotion to, to, to really bring home that it's happening, like, before you know it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's happening, you know, next Wednesday. So we're doing a lot of promotion and a lot of hype. This helps. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we're
0: promotional. Yeah. Capital I mean, Weekly is nothing if not promotion. <laughs> also, we're one of the sponsors, right?
2: You, Zord, yeah. you guys the, are pioneers. We're the, we're
0: the media sponsors. <laughs> yeah. You were yeah. the folks that I went
1: to first yeah. because I needed like credibility. <laughs>
2: I did, I needed you, credibility. You called up Anthony York and you're like, Anthony, it. I need credibility. I
1: did. I and said, then
2: Gavin Newsom yeah. called up and said, Anthony, I need credibility. <laughs> That's how that works.
1: I called Anthony York and I said he looks like he likes a party. And I need like no, a, no, I, no. Need, I need like a white hat. So you guys were our first partners, man. All Capital right. Weekly.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a promo. This isn't really a promo. This is podcast. family. This is family. This is yeah. family, man. This is internecine.
2: <laughs> John has actually been secretly choosing the musical acts all these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. yeah. know that.
1: I've I choose on the act. You and I got in a big fight over Too Short. <laughs> oh, too was, short. You <laughs> thought he was too old.
0: <laughs> what was you know? It was <laughs> funny. You got him more I, what what
1: relevant. relevant.
0: Who was the guy? Um, I can't remember if it's him or not, but I was talking with somebody right there in the middle of everything, you know? And all of a sudden, the lights kind of, people started parting, going away one way or another, and the axe started coming up behind me, and the lights came You down. know
1: what, man? I did that in the beginning because I thought that would be really cool because I was <laughs> trying to replicate what it looks like before a big fight. Right? Uh-huh. I really, to me, oh, the, yeah. to me, the best part of a fight is the entrance. That's the best part of the fucking fight. <laughs> That's when you get the most electricity, the most, you know what I mean, the, the biggest part of the night. Is that or a knockout? And so <laughs> yeah. I wanted to replicate the electricity of when the fighter comes through the crowd. And I did that. Um, uh, we did it with um, your boy Lyrics Born, who was one of our okay. first folks. And uh-huh. he came through, he had a big and fur coat.
2: I, uh, I could be wrong, but I think it was Coolio that was trying to get to the stage. I think you're right. Yeah. And John was in the way. I think you're right. Yeah, but, but he came Coolio. the other way. Oh. Coolio's the one I we had
1: to change. Uh, we had to chase up and down the street. <laughs> uh, I'm not lying. I mean, we, did. I know, we yeah. literally yeah. had to chase him up and down the street yeah. to get him there. He came on an hour late.
0: That's a story for our special subscription <laughs> podcast right now. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, come, no. Come. What, I think what happened after might be for the special <laughs> subscription adults only podcast. Uh.
0: Capital
1: Weekly After Dark. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> well, hold on, where was I, man? You got me. You got me So, So the, uh, you got the me people are here. walking people through walking
2: the audience. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I was trying
1: to replicate the electricity that you get you know, when you see that. But yeah. honestly, the, the, the party started getting too big. Uh-huh. And it was just too much of a pain because uh, people were crowding and, yeah. you know, security had trouble getting them through there. And then the audio, the, 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 you know, the entertainers was like, I ain't walking through that shit. <laughs> There's too many people. Because, yeah. you know, when we did it indoors, right, how packed it was. And so, yeah.
2: you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, does say, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not. To, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm not that familiar with hip hop stuff. I like some of it. I know some of it, like really old stuff like NWA, but really the slightly more contemporary artists, I'm not that familiar with. But I have to say that we Lee Jonathan was spectacular. Like, literally, I've been going to see live music since the oh. 80s. He was probably in my top 10 live performances I've ever seen. Yeah. He was incredible, and I, one of the best parts. I since I wasn't a big fan, I didn't crowd the front, even though I thought he was great. I stayed in the back, and I happened to look over at the coat check people, who were like working for the for the venue, uh-huh. and they were just checking people's coats, and they knew every word. Yeah, they were dancing in the coat check, and I was so psyched because I'm like, man, how many times do you go to work? And you're like, oh, I gotta go to work, and then they're like, oh, it's Little John. And we're actually we know every word, and they were. They were losing their minds. That was, like, maybe the best part of the whole He
1: was an amazing performer. Yeah, he He really really was. was. You know, because he comes from production. You know, that's where he started. He started as as a producer. So I think he knows all of those, like... Producers know how to, like, how to... Peek somebody, you know what I mean. They know I'll add this here and I'll add that there, right? And they just have that instinct of when to hit that and when to hit that, and and so mm-hmm. you see it come out, man. I mean, he his performance was amazing and his DJ was great. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The crowd was so into it. it was, and
2: I gotta say, there was one moment where there was a song, and I, I don't remember the title of the song. I'm like, what is this like percussion effect that I recognized but I couldn't place it? So I went home later, and I was like, I listened to the song again, and I realized he sampled a car starter. Which, if you're an old car nerd, you've always had a car that won't start, and the starter's not running, you're like, jig, 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 jig. And he sampled it, and he used that as a percussion instrument, <laughs> it was a, a car starter. I was like, this is so innovative. Ge- yeah, just g- genius. Really, he really is. He really, really, really interesting guy.
1: You look, you look into him, and he's actually a producer of a lot of songs and yeah. hits for other folks that we really wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have known. Um, but this year's going to be a little different. Uh-oh. So I was, you know, I was talking to the folks, and I'm like, dude, I'm tired of being the oldies station. I mean, I like the oldies. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But one of the problems with that you, know, you run into with doing the oldies is with the nature of music having changed so much because of things like Spotify and YouTube, people don't have catalogs anymore. Hmm. Um, people, musical artists tend to be much more ephemeral now. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be here for a minute, and then they're gone. And it's really hard trying to find artists – that have a catalog. And uh, name a
2: size song that's not Gangnam style.
1: Yeah, right, right. Um, actually, he's still big in Korea, though. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, huh? Yeah. Still big in Korea. Well, Jer- when you do South Korea. The- yeah, yeah, South Korea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're big in North Korea, not a lot you of money a problem. in that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when you're, a, when you're when doing when your bash in South Korea, <laughs> yeah. I think Sai is the guy <laughs> you want to get. Yeah, is your certain.
0: guy. What's uh, the schedule look like going forward? Are you going to do it in the summer now all the time? Or are you going to go back to uh, um, in the wintertime maybe or when they come?
1: Oh, well, to finish that other thought, because I yeah, don't want okay. people to think we're not going to have any entertainment. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> but we went with someone who I've decided now to go with Current. So oh. the artist this year will be current. So it's okay. much more expensive. Um, Interesting. Much more expensive. Uh, <laughs> but I like. I'm tired of the oldies, right? So we want to yeah. go with someone who is relevant this moment. So someone, Lil Nas, you're telling yeah. us about <laughs> Lil Nas? <laughs> yeah. I don't do even you? think he's relevant anymore. Oh, well, maybe.
0: But so how do you determine that?
2: Um,
1: What's your criteria? You know, I, I just kind of study, you know, the hits and what's happening, who's popular, who's trending. And this is one that's trending on TV, in Las Vegas, uh-huh. on okay. the charts. And so my only problem with this guy is because, you know, I have to be on stage with these folks, you know, for periods of time, introducing them and all this stuff. And this artist is six foot six. <laughs> and if you know me, I'm not the tallest guy. So I'm trying to figure out how to make that look like I'm not taller. Better make son. this a
0: very nice introduction. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow.
1: I'm worried about the optics of standing next to a dude who's six well, foot six. I'm just going to tell you, uh,
2: in the business, in the film, I have friends that work in the film business, it's called an apple box. Yeah. You apple literally box, just dude. have the apple box and like Tom Cruise gets up and he stands yeah. next yeah, to Nicole yeah, Kidman on the apple box. Yeah, that's right. And so they're eye to eye. So think, you just yeah. you just bring the apple box and so you're yeah. good to go. Yeah.
1: I, well, you know, actually, I think I had to see what Kevin Hart uses when he's with The Rock. And oh. then, uh, I'll go with that. No, actually, he just, he plays the short guy, right? I he just know. gives into the role. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So this is going to be someone who's very, very current. Um, okay. I, I think everybody who follows he's current music.
2: He's six six. So all of our, uh, you have yeah. a data <laughs> googling. To figure this
0: out. We should be able to figure this one out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, so your question. was uh, – So yeah. the next
0: bash. I mean, is this kind of unique because of <sighs> our so circumstances now? Or yeah,
1: you know, it started because of COVID. So for two years in a row, we had to uh-huh. push it back. Uh-oh. Um, Well, no, for one year, we had to push it back. No, two years, right? This year, too, because we were going to do it in January because Omicron hit. We had to push it back. But honestly, so many people have told me that they love it in the summer because the vibe is just different. Um, People like being out. The weather's great you know it's always a guessing game with the bash in right. january yeah we have to spend a lot more money because we have to like be prepared for inclement weather and we have to you know buy all the tarps the cover because yeah. even if it doesn't rain, we got to be ready we got to buy the heaters so and then you have everybody comes with a coat you know it's just different right yeah, yeah. the vibe in the summer is so good I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, my God, we'd love it in the summer. Great.
0: Cool. So we're going to
1: see how this year goes. But if this year is as good as it was last year, I think we're just going to – because, you know, we did – I have changed the name from the Back to Session Bash to just The Bash.
2: Right. Well, weren't you getting pushback from the Republican Party? to not the you know, Back to Session Bash? You know,
1: that is the biggest pain in my ass. <laughs> the freaking Republican Party, I swear to God, you know, they have this little gig that they call the Back to Session Bash. And first of all, you gotta pay to go. It's a fundraiser, right? It's very, very it's small, right? That I don't need to go into why, but it's small and you gotta pay. And so I told the fundraiser, well, hey look, you know, blank, um, you guys call your thing to back to session bash. It happens like the week before ours. It's kind of confusing people. And I was like, I'm sure there's like a little bowling alley in Waukegan that calls itself the Super Bowl. But at a certain point, you got to go like, okay, look, you know, this just looks silly. I love it. And, and so she didn't You're like You're off
2: Jim Realties Christmas
0: card yeah. right now. Yeah.
1: She did not like that. So I was just like, okay, well, fuck you. We're just going ahead. Um, and when is theirs? I was trying to help you. I, I have no idea. Oh, okay.
2: It was six months ago or six months from now. Yeah, was, yeah. 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 Okay.
1: So God bless them, you know, but geez, it was a pain in my butt. But anyway, we are now The Bash. We have been for a number of years now. Um, and I honestly, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And then I, we might just stay in the summer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Although you can't have – I know we, did, we do our, our once-a-year event, our Top 100 Party uh, thing, which is one of the live events we do. And we did it, we was doing it in August – and it was 110, and it rained on the oh same my God. day. Yeah. It was outdoors, Is it Georgia, and no, exactly. It was so <laughs> weird. Like it's how? Incredible. It was <laughs> so hot. It rained, and then all of a sudden, I'm like. It's so muggy, and it was rain, It started raining on us. So I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Can Wait, we get one or the other? How the weather it? gets worse in the
0: retelling.
1: How Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. It, it really was like 81. It, it rained at 110.
0: Foggy. But, but yeah, I tell you, what I remember, if we're talking about the same one, was the Rocky theme. Uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, you had it working backward, going from 100, then down to 1, and the Rocky theme uh, playing in the back was, I think, We perfect. do,
2: well, we do the countdown, you know, you started the 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 For those really who cool. are, I'm assuming our listeners will probably have some idea, but the top 100 is a thing where we, using John's ranking, uh, yeah. John's obscure ranking, uh, mystical ranking. Scientific algorithm.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, we try to rank the 100 non-elected mm-hmm. people in California who have the most impact on California public policy yeah. and politics. And uh, so we start at 100 and we we count down. And it, we give each person about 10 seconds on the screen. With, okay. And... Well, that, when you go through 100 people, that's like, what is that, 12 minutes or something like that? It's like, <laughs> it a it's long a, time. It's a long time. I so know, I'm trying to knows. get up music, and then I get the rock theme worked great. And then I'm like, what else? I went into the SWAT TV show theme. <laughs> hey, that's
1: and, a good song, by the way, it, Rhythm Heritage. Yeah. That is and, a great song. And I think
2: I ended up uh, thus Spake Zerothiska, I can't pronounce it, but yeah, the, uh, the yeah, 2001 know, yeah. theme. Like, and I was going to get down to the, like, you know, howdy duty theme, but the end, like, <laughs> trying to fill that 12 minutes or whatever it was, was a yeah. long. That's pretty you cool. You know, I've long. tried
1: that before, but the howdy duty theme is a vibe killer. It really <laughs> is. I've tried that. You know, yeah.
2: I got to tell you, I was a de- So, 30, Jesus, 31 years ago, I was a DJ. Uh, and I discovered, like, you know, you could be playing along stuff, and I would throw stuff that I thought was, like, going to be right in the pocket. You know, I've got a whole dance floor, a whole bunch of people dancing to, like, some Motown song or whatever, and I'd throw in a Beach Boys song. And let me tell you, I get around by the Beach Boys, it's like spraying Raid on a dance floor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like, there's like, poof. Yeah. And, like, there's just no one left. And I'm like, it's a great song, but not, apparently, the dance it's, hit yeah. I thought it was. It's funny you yeah.
1: you... you you stuff, it's funny you brought this up because that is actually my favorite part of the bash. It's probably the reason I created the party because before the musical act comes on, I get to be on stage with Eddie Adull, who's a Sacramento DJ, mm-hmm. and he and I get to just play. And, cool. Because uh, I was a DJ when I was younger. When I was huh. in high school, I was a DJ. and so I that, did
2: not know that. Yeah,
1: and that is what I live for. I live to be behind the turntables with Eddie... And for, like, one hour, I get to, like, like be in heaven. And it is such a—I I take it personally, if I cannot get a certain group of people— to move off of their asses and get up in there and dance, and so it's so funny because you look at those people and you're like, okay, they're drinking. Okay, boom, there's one right. Okay, they're all women. Okay, got it. Oh, they're high fiving. Okay, I got this. High fiving drinking women. I got this. So you, you gotta know, do
2: each group and clothing. Yeah, you
1: put on salt and pepper, right? Because you know that's your first. That's your first one. You go, okay, that didn't work. Single ladies. Okay, I got single ladies. Right. It's so fun. That's my favorite part of the whole goddamn party. Yeah. When I yeah. was
2: so I gotta say as a DJ I was pretty terrible because I just played what I liked. And I didn't know, like, that's killer, know. Man. Yeah, it was like, and, uh, you know, yeah. my tastes were not, uh, the general public's taste. So it was like, I did okay. Like, you know, two thirds of the time be okay. And then like, I would just like wipe the floor clean. But, uh, but I have to say for anyone out there that's kind of a DJ music fanatic, uh, not DJ music, like contemporary, like, yeah, house yeah, music right. fanatic, but for just love, like DJ culture, there's actually a new place Spitting in Sacramento. Platters. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's a place in Sacramento called Pressed Cafe, and it's down on L Street at like 17th and L, I think, uh, right there next to the church. A tiny little place, cafe. They have really good coffee, sandwiches, and, and they do dinners too. But they are, they are also a record store, and they are specifically targeted at DJs, and they actually have DJs, uh, like DJ Epic. DJs are like once every two weeks. Like You can go have dinner while DJ Epic... Oh, wow. Spins. It's amazing. They
1: can just practice their stuff. It's
2: such a cool place. Yeah, just go so you go down there, it's like seventeenth and L, it's called Pressed Cafe. You can buy records, you can just like listen to the DJs and the guys that run it are just music fanatics and they come out of that culture. It's very cool. It's like, you know, and you know, it's just yeah. a really neat place. If you're a DJ music culture person, it's like they are your target audience. Yeah. So yeah. very cool. I didn't know that. No, no, they just, just opened recently, out. yeah.
0: In that line, you are keeping on with the promotions. What's this podcast you have now on, uh, what is it, Worst Music or the full oh, song? Well, I have a podcast. Just to mention that Yeah, quite a I bit. have a
1: podcast, The Quintana Show. And then I have a, like a subset of that, like a more bingeable series. But we've only put out one episode so far, and it did really well. Um, it's called How the F Was That a Hit? Because um, I've heard music before, and I was like, how the F was that a yeah, hit? Yeah, totally true. But if you look into the song and you study it, you figure out, oh, I get it now. Like the first one we did was "Sugar, Sugar" by the Archies, and yeah. you're like, hold it a second. No, no, 19- you're right.
0: It had no business being right. 1969.
1: Yeah. The a man- great song. the Manson it was a family, song. Vietnam, man on the moon, right. <laughs> The
0: Draft Riots The Ballad of the Green Berets yeah. <laughs> was How about 66. Johnny Horton Sink the Bismarck
1: Oh my god Look at this guy <laughs> <laughs>
0: <John> <laughs> Terrible song
2: John, John's ready for his companion podcast Yeah, <laughs> yeah right so, uh, so, we,
1: so we decided to do a series yeah, And they're, a they're small Like 26 minutes And Tim is my co-host yeah. He's the music guy Tim Foster? Yeah, Yeah. Tim Foster. i got to listen to this. He's the music guy. He adds, like, the technical touch, and I'm the culture guy. And you know what? It's a hit. So um, our next one is going to be on – the first disco hit which was rock your baby by george mcrae
2: although i got to say they still argue that there is no first but it's like yeah. they call it the first disco hit
1: yeah yeah that's fair but yeah that's fair we get into that in the show yeah um, and then we're kind of lining up our next ones but so yeah it's just, it's kind of a subset of my existing podcast
2: Now, you actually told me an interesting so david has this podcast which covers all sorts of things, including politics, although you said that's the one thing no one cares no about. No one
1: cares about it, man.
2: But you were telling me <laughs> that you it. actually had a podcast well, that was, like, really popular, and it was so popular, you pulled it down.
1: Yeah, my biggest hit on that. Well, I pulled it down. It, it, I mean, it was, it was huge. Um, it, it, it's by, Oh, God, what's his name? I forget his name. He's awesome. I want to call him again. Uh, he did a – there's a, there's a Darien Gap. Are you guys familiar with the Darien Gap? Heard the name. Yeah, well, like the Pan American Highway, there's 26 miles, or I think it's further than that. I'm sorry. For, forgive me. There's a good number of miles where there's a gap between Northern, uh, Northern, North America and South America. And it's, it's through Colombia and Panama, right? that There's this area. And um, I have a guy who takes trips. He brings tourists into the Darien Gap, and they go across the Darien Gap. But it's so rugged. The animals, uh, the insects are so poisonous. The animals are so wild. The cartels are okay. all infused in there. And then the natives who still live there are untouched. They kill people who are wandering into their areas. Jesus. So no one has ever built a highway for this for this area known as the Darien Gap. And I had him on there, and then we started talking about cartels. And the cartel part, uh, my episodes on the cartels, were incredibly popular. I mean, like probably close to you, know, 50, 60,000 hits. Wow. And my wife made me
2: take them down. Because so, she didn't want the hit, another kind of hit. Yeah, she didn't right. want the
1: cartels to kid me. And I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? These are the biggest hits. Like, people love this shit. No, I don't want the cartel. I'm like, they wouldn't come after me anyway. they go after him. <laughs> like, he freaking lives there. I don't
2: know. They might think you have money. Like, hey, this guy's out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Kidnap yeah. him. And, yeah.
1: so, uh, He's got more to offer.
0: Yeah. But so, the cartel
1: stuff pops. It really does, yeah. man. Cartel cool. stuff pops. But, you know, I guess there's a downside, too.
0: Well, that's what I call a wide variety and eclectic podcast. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> so we covered everything. So, but going back to to word one, June 29th, Wednesday. five o'clock, the bash, day Wednesday, after, June 29th. day after tomorrow, and it's mm-hmm. going to be cafeteria, cafeteria. Okay. Yep.
2: okay, so and then just to go a little far field, so you're also in your real life, you're a lobbyist, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of wrapping things up. What's it like? You know, you're are you at Swing Space? I mean, the Capitol is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still there. Yeah, I'm in the swing there?
1: space. In fact, I was there all day yesterday, as you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, I like the swing space. I'm going to be honest. I, I really like it. It's easy to get around. Um, also, it's as a lobbyist, it's easy for me because the rooms are like right next to each other. So, in the Capitol, you know, when you're lobbying in the annex of the Capitol, it was kind of a pain because the rooms, some of them, were like you know, 20 yards away in between rooms. But this way, they go they go out longer, right? As opposed to wider, mm-hmm. um, so the space between the offices are narrower. But I guess they're longer once you get inside. Mm-hmm. So from a lobbyist perspective, oh my god, man, I could just, I could just hit room, 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 room. So from a lobbying perspective, I really like it. I also, you know, the the, the hearing rooms so far, I really like because they're they're comfortable. Um, they're you know great air conditioning, uh, as oh. we found out yesterday. Um, it's easy to get in. Uh, they have a really nice entry with all of the security. They do a great job there, so and I like We discovered
2: it. we showed up to go uh, do a podcast with a member, and they wouldn't let us in. Oh, they wouldn't. No, we had to. We had to. They had to come down and approve that we could get in. Oh,
1: I wouldn't yeah. let you in either. Yeah. We look respectable. Yeah, yeah. That was the problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm surprised.
1: I'm surprised at that. But from a lobbyist, I really, really like. I mean, people may disagree with me. I love it. I do. I mean, it's a pain. It's a hall. I'm in the Esquire Building, so it's a pain to get there. Yeah. But you know, what? there's two parking garages right next to it. So I park. I usually street park and then walk into the swing space and then hit what I have to hit and
2: drive back. So over they here. have
0: the the state offices are there. Some state offices are there. The finance department's there. I know. Uh, and you have hearing hearing rooms, mm-hmm. but the floor sessions are still in the old. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So our lobbying when we lobby members, we do it from the rotunda. Yeah. So you you. You know, give your card to the sergeant, and then they yeah. have to come out to the rotunda to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, but I, this is one of those cases where, actually, I do like the new thing better. Yeah. You know? Cool. Yeah. So, I like well, it.
2: Well, and the swing space is not going to be permanent. Like, eventually, when they get the, the annex built, assuming that this actually goes through, I know there's still probably a lawsuit pending out there, uh, but assuming that the annex is actually rebuilt, then they will eventually move there, and then you'll be back to it whatever yeah back to the old way although I, it sounds like probably would be built a little more in a contemporary fashion but I they think probably so. are easier to get around i hope
1: it's easier to get around i really do because yeah. yeah this is so easy um i really like it and and you know if there are lobbyists who aren't engaging over there they're really missing out because there's i, I, I mean i have yet to be kept out of an office um, usually even if they have a red light on that says you can't just walk in if you knock they'll come out <laughs> Right? And they'll meet you outside or, you know what I mean? If you've got a lobby, they'll, they'll, they'll you know, they're members. They want to know what you need. Yeah. So um, if, you're not, if you're a lobbyist and you're not engaging in the swing space, you're, you are missing out. Like you're, you're, you're fighting with one hand behind your back.
0: Is that okay with the press too? You see a red light, you walk right in.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't work. They want to let you in the building. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. David Quintana, thank you so much for chatting about everything under the sun.
1: Yeah. See See you Wednesday.
0: And now, Tim Foster and I are going to talk about uh, who had the worst week in California politics. The worst week. Worst week. The
1: worst week.
0: Tim, what do you
2: think? I think uh, former Alamito Mayor, sorry, Mayor Pro Tim, Jermaine Wright, who looks to be going to jail for quite a long time, yep. had a very, very, very bad week. In fact, I would say the only thing that could be good that could come out of this is Hollywood should call him and make a movie and uh, pay him as a consultant. Cause this is an incredible story.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree. This is just kind of amazing. Um, Jermaine Wright, like you mentioned, he was a member of the city council uh, in Adelanto and um, he took a bribe from a federal undercover agent as so many have done over the years, $10,000 bribe to Uh, The agent had pretended to want to do marijuana cultivation and transportation in Adelanto. This happened a few years ago when marijuana was on uh, the rise as far as its uh, popularity, and it looked like it would be a big money market for a lot of people. So Wright agreed to vote for it in council, and ultimately that's what happened. The, The FBI guy got his vote, bought the vote. He was convicted, sentenced to five years, excuse me, mandatory minimum of five years as much as 30 years. But aside from the bribe, uh, he also tried to get an informant, he approached somebody who turned out to be an informant to burn his restaurant down so he could get $300,000 worth of insurance. And then according, I'm getting this from the Courthouse News, news, which says they do great legal reporting. Uh, He also wanted... Uh, someone to beat him up seriously beat him up so he could at least pretend that he had memory loss. So his former, his estranged wife would take care of him. This is hard to believe. And Tim, this makes a motion picture, a major motion picture, you know, I think I, so uh, all credit where credit's due Hillel Aaron
2: wrote this story for court news. Hillel should be shopping this screenplay. As we speak, he should be dialing like for dollars with Hollywood uh, working on his elevator pitch um I, finding you know who we think should start in this because this is this is uh, made for Hollywood yeah, That's totally
0: true. And while this was going on, um, what, well, one of the things that happened was Wright wanted to get a $20,000 bribe for voting to rezone a certain area so it would allow marijuana cultivation in Adelanto. Well, it turned out the city council did that anyway. and so So that bribe it was off the t- it wasn't anything for him to do. Then later, The FBI informant said he wanted to get an area zoned where he could do marijuana transportation, which was a big piece of the marijuana dispute a few a few years ago, and that was what the ten thousand dollars bribe was intended to secure was rezoning uh, for marijuana transportation. Well, that was was quickly. I
2: I wish David Kettana was still here to chat about this. Because I know so many of his clients. He's got a lot of legal marijuana clients. That's right. And it's sort of one of his areas of expertise. And I'd love to have him weigh in on this. I'm sure, I'm sure he would Absolutely. say, I don't know anything about this. I never talked to this guy. But uh, <laughs> what point. Story. this true. is this is up there with Leland Yee, frankly. Yeah. Like, this
0: is like crazy time story. Yeah. It's just beyond. And while this is going on, just another crazy part of this, the mayor, former mayor, Richard Kerr, <clears throat> has been accused of taking a $57,000 bribe uh, for essentially the same issues, a rezoning marijuana cultivation and transportation. He goes on trial in federal court in the fall. So for those of you who are thinking, visiting Adelanto, uh, go for it. You might find it really interesting. Well, now, John.
2: Don't I remember you saying that the worst Mexican food you've ever had in your life was in Adelanto?
0: I don't mean to offend anybody down there who loves Adelanto's Mexican food. I love Mexican food from wherever I can get it uh, of almost whatever kind, but no, that one didn't quite work. Granted that was years ago, but anyway, for what it's worth. So Jermaine Rice. What you're saying, John, is that we got to hold
2: off. We got a, a worst week coming up in the fall that we should put aside for Carr when he gets uh, sentenced to however many years, assuming he gets sentenced. So, yeah, we, so we may be revisiting Adelanto Bayer's uh, before too long.
0: Yeah, there you go. Good idea. Let's pl- let's pencil that in. We'll do it. Yep. Okay. Uh, so Tim, thank you so much. excellent uh, we'll talk to you folks next time around. Thank you. The
2: Capital Weekly Podcast is produced by Tim Foster for Open California. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll go onto iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a positive review. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations.